Welcome to Wormhole Waffles, a Stargate podcast. Welcome to Wormhole Waffles. My name is Chelsea, and with me is my co-host, Arzu. Hello. So last week we talked about episodes 7 and 8, a fun one-off, and a look into Tilk's family. Today we'll be talking about episodes 9 and 10, Secrets and Bane. Secrets premiered on August 21st, 1998, was written by Terry Curtis Fox and directed by Dwayne Clark. Bane premiered on September 25th, 1998, was written by Robert C. Cooper and directed by David Borey Smith. So our long-awaited return of Charest is here, and I can't hear, wait to hear what you thought I do. So why don't you go ahead and give us some summaries. She's back! My girl is back! Yeah. Um. Okay, so Secrets... Sheree is back. Shockingly, um, Daniel finds her by accident. Not quite true. They go to Abydos because it's been a year since Daniel left and said, I'm going to find Sheree and come back. So he goes to tell his father-in-law, I didn't find her. And just when I'm thinking, how is he going to excuse himself for his behavior? His father-in-law is like, let me show you something. And not only is Sheree here, but Sheree is extremely pregnant. <laughs> While this is happening, Sam and Jack are on a date in D.C. Um, <laughs> and then Bane was gross because there were a lot of bugs. Um, yeah. A bug bites Teal'c, latches onto him, starts changing his DNA to turn him into several bugs, mm-hmm. um, which is very icky. But thankfully that didn't happen. So yeah. thumbs up for that. <laughs> Okay, so let's do our quote reveal. Last week I gave you the quote. You know, I can navigate myself across the galaxy, but I get lost every time I come to Washington. And your guess was that Daniel was talking about how he gets lost in Washington when SG-1 is on their way to meet with the president and other Air Force officers. So you were... Context was right. Yeah, the context was almost spot on. It wasn't technically a a meeting, but it was an award ceremony. So, I mean, yeah, Yeah. I think you got the context, but... It was Jack, not Daniel yeah <laughs> which is fine but that was a pretty good guess because i mean it's usually daniel who is dialing the gate so like technically he's the one he's that's... doing the driving so that, right that was, that was where i yeah. Was... yeah 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 that was a very good guess very close um my first note for this first episode is get excited arzu <laughs> we're returning to <laughs> And then, like, the next one is, like, can't wait to hear your reaction, Arzu. <laughs> well, so, my first reaction was when, I can't remember her father's name, but when... Um, Kasuf. What is it? Kasuf. Kasuf. So, he's, like, tapping on the camera, and Daniel's explaining to them and reminding us that, yes, he said that he would have a year before he goes back. So, he's like, I have to go back, and then I can tell her father I haven't given up. So, I let out a very ugly laugh. <laughs> Because I'm like, Daniel, <laughs> come on. Come on. Yeah. But, okay, he did go back. And then he's like, I liked the teal because we're kind of like getting along. I thought uh-huh. that was cute. And then Daniel's like, I'm sorry, I couldn't find Sheree. And then the dad's like, just come with me. And she's there and super pregnant. And I... Yeah. I I, a few things went through my head before we find out what was actually happening. My first thought was that's not Sheree. It's like somebody they think is Sheree, but that she's going to like shapeshift and be like a Roswell style alien. Um, <laughs> not the case. My second thought was, oh, I guess she was pregnant when she left. I'm glad the mm-hmm. baby's okay. Uh, also not what happened. And also it's been a year. So I really should have done that math <laughs> properly. Yeah. So not i have no good way to segue into this horrible thing that's happened to sheree yes just content warnings all around yeah i feel so bad for her i mean it's like trauma after trauma because she's taken over by this gold and then she's impregnated by another gold and but then i mean i I guess the pregnancy kind of turned out in her favor in a way because she was able to be herself or I'm assuming the entire pregnancy. I guess so, but I, God, I don't know how to. Well, I think also 
what I'm assuming is nine months of being. So I mean, I mean, I guess she was like technically being controlled by the ghoul for like three months, and then she got to be herself for like nine months. And um, is that worse? I don't know because I mean, it's like getting to be yourself, but knowing that they're gonna come back. It's not even knowing they're gonna come back because the gold doesn't care that they're pregnant. The gold's like, yes, this is in service of right. Apophis. Sheree, on the other hand, want to be. does not want to be pregnant with someone else's child. Right. Maybe doesn't want to be pregnant at all. Yeah. Doesn't have much of a choice in the matter. So I, I don't know if it's worse that she that she's aware yeah. of what's going on. I mean, I think what it comes down to is what's happened to her is really, really, really awful. Yes. But I guess the silver lining is that for nine months, she got to be in control of her own body, even if she was having an unwanted pregnancy. Even if she doesn't have 100% control of, of her body yeah. in that moment. Yeah. I do also like when when Daniel finds out about this and he like storms off. Mm -hmm. Teal kind of following him out. Cause I was worried because it's 1998. Mm -hmm. That this was going to be something about, like, it's bad for both of them. And mm -hmm. Teal'c, like, follows him out and goes, you are making a bad situation for her worse, and you're making right. it about you. Yeah. And that's wrong. Well, yeah. You tell him, Teal'c. <laughs> well, I was thinking another, like, potential silver lining is that because she got to spend so long in control of her own body whenever the gold does regain control it's not full control obviously because the gold like i mean so Aminette turned and looked at daniel as they were, they were leaving with apophis which and terrified me i didn't know if that was like her trying to draw apophis's attention to daniel i don't think so i think that was like share showing that she has some limited level of control and that even if Aminette sees Daniel there, she can prevent her from speaking out about it. I am so worried that Sharae is going to die. And I'm not looking at you right now just in case your face betrays that. But after all this, I am just so afraid for this woman. But yeah. Not like anytime soon, but like at some point. Mm. Anyway, I'm done. You can you can uncover your face now. <laughs> oh, it's such a struggle. Because <laughs> she's like not in any of the team photos in later seasons, and I'm like either either she dies or she just stays behind without Daniel. But I don't know. Neither of those is a good option. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep hiding my face. I'm going to keep looking down. <laughs> Try to fix my broken fingernail while I talk. Um, yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's only like the main like team members who are on the marketing for the most part. So Sheree's like working in the back. That's it. She's working in the back the whole time. With her baby boy that she gives birth <laughs> to at the end of this episode. Oh yeah, and that Dan Daniel's delivery of that line was so good because it was like, "It's a boy, it's, it's a boy." boy. <laughs> I put that in my notes too, <laughs> with little emoji. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm pretty sure Apophis like figured out some way to guarantee that it would be a boy. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm just like so sad for sure. Eh? It was really, really like hard to deal with like hard to watch yeah because she's obviously traumatized yeah and i mean she didn't even tell her father like she's been home for months and she didn't even tell her father the whole truth necessarily she well, just doesn't want to talk about it because you see what he's like like he's he's a nice guy as far as like yeah people go in general mm -hmm. like but the way he was like ordering her around yeah, and how Daniel's like, don't talk to her that way. Like, it's it, there is still that very patriarchal patriarchal yeah. thing in place that she probably didn't want to tell him because yeah. that wasn't going to turn out as as well as it did with Daniel. Right. I mean, you would think that he 
wouldn't order his daughter around anymore since she's married because in his mind that would be the husband's job but he doesn't have any problem ordering her around anyway so <laughs> some things never change i guess <laughs> yeah i did okay so because i, I dragged daniel a lot on this show i do want to say he has earned one single right just the <laughs> one when sheree is like asking for his forgiveness and he's just like there's nothing to forgive i'm like okay what yeah. you have one right daniel <laughs> You've earned one of your rights back. <laughs> How many rights has he lost at this point? All of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. He has, he has just the one. Yeah, I was really worried at the beginning of the episode that he was giving me ass like the whole time. But then, yeah, he turned around and he forgave her or said he didn't need to forgive her and everything. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I just and- like... I appreciate that it's difficult for him in in that he's probably going, if I had managed to do something sooner, maybe this wouldn't have happened if if she hadn't gone in the first, like in that respect, I understand that it's difficult for him, but I do think Mm -hmm. Teal'c was right to be like, I get that this is hard. Yeah. But it's not actually about you right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there was a moment of him like I mean, like he knew that she was with Apophis and that they were probably doing husband wife things, but like when he saw his wife pregnant, I think that really hit home that she had been with somebody else, and so he had to like process that in his own mind first. Yeah, I agree. Did it bother you the way he was like? speaking in a very simple manner to Kasuf at first? No. Only because I know I and a lot of other people whose like extended family maybe isn't fluent in English will change the way we speak hmm. when speaking to them in English. Just like I guess fewer words and maybe less complex words. Yeah. It just seems like he spoke more freely later on maybe just later on he was more like in his passions and and wasn't really thinking to slow down but yeah i also i also think that prior to him realizing sheree was there he was going to deliver what he thought was a double whammy of really bad news right and so So, let me just say that slowly not only slowly but like more deferentially right that's true convey how serious it is but then yeah like you said, as soon as he sees Sheree and how she is and all of that, then it becomes more about his emotions and less about kind of tailoring Formality. the way he speaks to suit everybody else. Yeah, that's fair. I was kind of wondering why Kasuf didn't unbury the Stargate sooner and contact Daniel when she first got there. But I'm wondering if he just didn't even know the address for Earth. That could be. That could be he just didn't know how to do it. Yeah. Which but I then, feel like and plus like, he also has the like fixed timeline in his head of like he's right. going to be back in a year, so I can just right until then. Yeah, but if she's been there for like nine months, I mean, <laughs> we don't know how long she's been there. Yeah, that's true. She might have just arrived. I mean, I kind of just assumed that that Amonet was like kind of put to sleep right when she became pregnant, but that may not necessarily be true. Well, I think maybe. Eminet once once they realized she was pregnant probably went to sleep and then by the time Sheree figures out what's going on what's going on with her like what's going on with Eminet and like what Apophis's plan is and then figuring a way to get herself out that sounds like a few months especially for a girl who's never left before but she didn't get herself out Apophis took her there himself right forgot that part okay yeah, I just don't know when he took her there exactly. Like, well, maybe she's only been there like a month. She's still so. human, so human pregnancy by the time they realize what's going on. Yeah. But even though she's human, her gold might be able to sense the pregnancy from like the first week or so. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I guess now like- we're getting into at what point is it like a pregnancy? <laughs> No, I don't think it's what more in my mind is like at what point does the ghoul's presence pose a problem for the fetus, which is not something that we have any information on. 
That's true. Because we don't know why the gold endangers the fetus in the first place. Because as much as I would like to have children one day, they're leeches. <laughs> and they suck your energy. <laughs> yeah. And they drain your life force. So at the point where two parasites are mm-hmm. draining your life force, the one that has the option to opt out for a couple months does that. Right. Well, actually, I was thinking maybe it's more of the gold is helping keep Share strong through the pregnancy and in order to devote more energy to improving Share's health she has to like go dormant and focus on that only and not like her mind or anything else. right yeah could be could be like she can only control so much at once which would explain why she was so energetic up until five minutes before she pushed the baby out <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean, if Aminette is keeping her healthy, like, on purpose. Yeah, very possible. But yeah, I, I just, I guess I get, feel like it's kind of a failing on Daniel's part to not teach Kasuf and the others, like, what, how to use the Stargate for one thing and what the address is, like, in case there's an emergency and they need yeah, to reach him. failings on Daniel's part. <laughs> yeah. I guess I don't think he anticipated... A need for it like he definitely thought he was going to get there before right yeah i mean of course in his mind he was hoping to get her back within a few days or something so yeah like he didn't think there would be a, a long enough gap where they would need to right i mean he was like pretty flustered when he left too because shari was just kidnapped so i guess he was kind of justifiably distracted yeah yeah i mean as much as I- I'd love to drag Daniel, I don't think uh, there was much more he could have done here. Yeah. I was impressed that Aminette was able to get dressed into really nice clothes and get herself all the way to the Stargate really quickly after getting after giving birth and getting shot with a Zat gun. I'm like, okay. That's, that's part of the um, Gold's healing process. Right? I guess Just so. Bouncing right back. Yeah. Well, maybe that also goes to prove why she looked at Daniel and didn't reveal him is because she is still focusing mostly on healing Sharae's body because she just gave birth. So Sharae still has a little bit of awareness, you think? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that could be. In this same kind of storyline, so we see Harrower again. And yeah, his guards' helmets are almost exactly like the 94 movie mm-hmm. they're a little i mean less cgi looking but they definitely have a lot more moving parts than the serpent guard helmets so in that way i feel like they look nicer <laughs> like, like the the design in the last year that's where they were that's what they've been doing well presumably the horus guards have had these really cool designs for you know forever and like the serpent guards just have these like dinky little <laughs> one shot. Yeah. But I feel like the times that we did see the Horus guards helmets open, the screen, like the camera angle was such that we didn't necessarily see the whole thing, at least not real close up. Yeah. So it was like them trying to like do as little CGI as possible. Yeah. Did you appreciate Apophis's outfit? I was a little distracted with Sheree's um, Bjork swan headdress. <laughs> that was I think all that's... I was staring at the whole time. I think that's meant to be a serpent, not a swan. It looked like a swan, and then all I could think of was Bjork. And then I'm like, this is so <laughs> 90s. And, and I got a little distracted. I'm going to lie. Well... Apophis was all decked out. He had this cute little skirt on and gold matching sandals. And like his shirt wasn't really a shirt. It was more like an elaborate shoulder piece that kind of like came down almost to his nipples. But not quite. But not quite. I mean, you got to show them off, right? So, I mean, he was he was looking good to pick up his lady friend. I mean, that's his baby mama. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he sees Amanette as his wife, so. That's his wife? Yeah. 
I'm looking to see if I can find a picture of this. <laughs> Slash the headdress. Oh, yes, I did find a picture of the headdress. Yeah, you're right. That's a serpent. Although I maintain it's a swan. <laughs> On first glance, it does look like a swan, but it's white and it's like got a little beak, but then yep. you turn out the beak is a tongue. Yeah. So. I need to find a picture of the skirt for you. You might just have to go back and watch it. Yeah. Because I'm not quickly finding anything. That's fine. Anything else to say on this half of the story? Nope. Okay, so going over to Sam and Jack with their little Washington date, as you said. (laughs) So let me just say, as somebody who's very used to tropes and stuff like that, and as somebody who reads a lot of romance... If the two of you are going to D.C. for a ceremony and there's a reception and nobody's dancing, more specifically, nobody's dancing maybe close together and confessing long, simmering feelings, I just feel like this is a big waste of your party. (laughs) So in that respect, this party was a waste. (laughs) Especially given the added tension of the fact that one of the guests at this party is Sam's father who is in the military. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, here is the tension. We've got Sam, we've got Jack, we've got Sam's dad. And like Jack is meeting him and he's like, I'm retired or I was, but I came back and now they're like working together. I'm like, Oh my God. And then Jack's like, I'm going to go. And he leaves and he just doesn't come back (laughs) until the end. And I'm like, well, and I get that Sam and her dad had their own tension going on because mm-hmm. he wants her to join NASA mm-hmm. and become an astronaut and go see space. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. um, before he dies of cancer. Yeah. I think I would have preferred my version. Yeah, that was quite the emotional bombshell. Yeah. Anyway, that's my opinion on that half of the story. <laughs> <laughs> Well, right off the bat, I loved the fact that that Sam immediately referenced how she worked for the Pentagon for two years trying to get the Stargate program up and running. I'm like, okay, see, this is them retconning why she couldn't go on the first mission to Abydos, essentially. Yes. <laughs> like, like, she was busy. She was at the Pentagon. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I like that kind of, like rewriting to be like oh yeah there's a totally plausible reason why she wasn't there <clears throat> yeah and I thought it was really cute how when Jack met her dad even though her dad is a general he didn't like salute or call him by his rank or anything he was just like Sam's dad <laughs> that's because that's his future father-in-law <laughs> basically <laughs> If that doesn't happen, nobody tell me. Yeah, I thought that was cute. Mm-hmm. Are they? Is it because they're similar in rank? Is that why? Well, no, because just... Jack is colonel and Jacob is a general. A general, but I think right. he's retired. I I couldn't. Do you not have to use the title if they're retired. I mean, I would assume there's like less formality around it. I don't know. I don't. I'm not a military person. I really don't know. Okay. <laughs> Maybe enough. it's just like an among friends thing because like they were like. They're not you know, meeting in an official capacity. Right. Like, it's an official like, event, but he's there as Sam's dad, not as, as a general. Right. And General Hammond introduces him as Jacob Carter, not as General Carter. Right. So maybe that was signaling, like, let's be informal here. Right. If anybody in the military wants to uh, let us know about customs like that, feel Please free let to leave a comment. <laughs> yeah. When Jack went to the bar to get a drink, that bartender was wiping down the same section, the same like two foot section of the bar over and over and over again. And I'm like, dude, that's because the assistant director (laughs) didn't tell them what else to do (laughs) because nobody's going to be looking at you. Well, I noticed it was really annoying. (laughs) I was like, yeah, usually you give them like four or five things to do and they'll like cycle through them. Right. But the bartender's like, I don't know, just like the 80s, like, I don't know, just wipe the counter down. And then that's all they were doing for the whole time. Yeah. 
It's a really well, so clean like, two feet of counter. If you're cleaning that small part of the counter over and over again, it's obvious that you're eavesdropping. Oh, maybe that because, was the intent to make it look like he was eavesdropping. But why would he need to be eavesdropping? Because the guy in military dress and what I assume is a journalist or what I assume he knows is a journalist just showed up. So he wants to hear what they're saying. Literally like a foot away from them? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's that deep. I mean, I think it, it really is what you said. And Maybe the actor just... wanted to listen. <laughs> it could, it's either in character eavesdropping or out of character. They just didn't give them enough to do. I think it's more likely the latter. But I'm just thinking like in character would Jack and this reporter not look at him like, can you go somewhere else? You know? <laughs> I I was surprised at Jack in this moment because like the reporter plays the clip back and it's basically Sam and Jack just like loudly talking about the Stargate program. And I'm like, well, that's not great. And then like, you know, I can fly myself across the galaxy or whatever. And then Jack's like, yeah, the galaxy is a type of aircraft. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, cool. And then he's like the Stargate program. And Jack's like, you got me there and walks out. I'm like, do you not want to try a, it's classified first? <laughs> No, because that would be confirming that it's a thing. Or, like, something else. Like, that's the name of the test pilot program or something. Like, do you not want to try something before being like, yep, you got me there and walk out? <laughs> like, he was so blunt about it. I'm like, I get you, Jack. This is, like, it's part of, like, a, a three-step plan. But, like, no, <laughs> it wasn't. I think it was just, like, he ran out of ideas. He didn't even try. He had a really good poker face, though, because when the guy first brought it up and he used the word Stargate and Jack was like, what? Like, I don't know what that is. Like, he looked very convincing. It was a good poker face. Yeah, but like, come on, Jack. <laughs> it's rare that I'm disappointed in you, but. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think he just like ran out of ideas because it's like this guy is coming out with question after question and he has to keep thinking of things so jack not jack so this reporter being hit by a car coincidence uh, my theory is that the, the bartender did it no that the source the reporter's source had told the reporter not to talk to anybody about it and when they found out that this reporter went and talked to jack they were afraid that Jack would find out who they were, who the source is. Mm. And so the source killed the reporter. Does so that come back up? Not this specifically, I don't think. Hmm. In general, the information being leaked does come back, like as a story point, but not in reference to the specific reporter. Interesting. Yeah. But I mean, I, that's my theory. I think it's pretty plausible that they didn't want to be found out for leaking it. What did you think of Sam's dad? Little weirdly pushy. <laughs> I mean, I get that it's a parent thing. Like, you know, parents want their kids' dreams to come true and all that. But I don't know. Like, people's dreams evolve as they get older. Mm -hmm. And they found it a little weird. He didn't want to accept that. I guess. Like, I found it weird Sam didn't try that approach with the dreams change as we get older. Right. Well, I'm wondering if... For him, like, he just assumed that that was still her dream, so he, like, pulled all these strings, and now he's frustrated that he pulled all these strings for nothing, and so he's kind of taking it out on her. Well, I get him being frustrated, and that's definitely okay, but him being like, I'm dying, but I'm disappointed in you, so I'm just gonna leave. I'm like, that's, that's sucky. I don't like that. Yeah. His delivery could have been softer, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was funny how when they go back to the SGC and after they get their medals from Hammond, Sam is like, I'll be ready in 10 minutes. Like, she is ready to get off world and, like, clear her head after that disappointing conversation with her father. I'm like, oh. Yeah. I thought it was cute that they wanted to skip their ceremony and, like, go back to Abydos. I'm like, no, you two, you two go on your little DC date. <laughs> yeah. And then immediately try to leave DC because it's just messed with them psychologically. 
<laughs> well, I mean, the whole thing got canceled, so. Yeah. But I mean, I think Sam was right in that it kind of meant more getting the medal from Hammond rather than the president anyway. Yeah. Because so. it's like, it's more intimate. Yeah. It's just too bad there wasn't like a bigger audience to like applaud and appreciate her. They're the only audience they need. <laughs> Each other. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering though, I mean, obviously they're the only ones to get military medals, but why don't they give Daniel like a civilian medal? Like the he gets a cookie. <laughs> what I don't remember what that one is called. It's like the president's medal, is it? I don't know. I don't remember what it's called. But there's a is civilian that like medal. a medal of freedom that like yeah give people medal Daniel? of honor or something. <laughs> what he doesn't deserve Daniel it. Doesn't deserve it. <laughs> Harsh. He was on the same mission. He lost his wife. <laughs> he doesn't get a medal. Okay. That's that's my that's my point, and I'm sticking to it. That's not yeah. the right here and back. <laughs> okay <laughs> the right that he earned back doesn't go into effect until the next episode I guess yeah he, he <laughs> earned back the right to vote I don't know <laughs> <laughs> well I mean he's a liberal so we do want him voting sure so that's the right he earned back okay <laughs> do you have anything else you want to say about this episode I do not. About three times I almost read something from my notes from the other episode. Going, wasn't oh. this great? And I'm like, wait, no, that's not this episode. <laughs> so the next episode is about these really gross bugs. They're so gross. They're like big and they're juicy. <laughs> and they make this really gross buzzing sound. <laughs> I really don't like bugs. <laughs> so this wasn't fun. I didn't think the bugs themselves were as gross as the changes that they affected in the people that they bit. Or yeah, stung. I wasn't looking that closely. Oh my god, like Tilk's face with like all the like pustules on it. Oh, I was the like, pustules oh, are okay. But <laughs> when the kid finds him at the end and he's like covered in spider web, I'm like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to know. And then I looked out of the corner and I'm like, okay, it's just spider web. But his face looked nasty. Yeah. And then, like when they took him out of the out of the darkness, his face was like very pale. Like obviously had a lot of white makeup on it. And then the like pustules that were bright red. And I was like, oh no! I do like that. It's like it's fundamentally changing his DNA down at like this mi like micro level. But he just like kind of looks like teal on a bad skin day. It's <laughs> <laughs> not bad. I'm like so. Like, the 10% the of DNA that remains, is that, like, keeping him looking the way he does? Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I so, yeah, yeah, no, I do what you need me. I mean, in general, the process was originally slowed down by his larval gould. But, like, but... the second time they run a DNA test, they're like, most of the DNA, there's no none of Teal'c's DNA. I'm like, but he still looks like Teal'c, so... Well, I'm thinking about it in terms of, like, when they found those cocooned people on the planet, they still retained their human skeletal structure. It was that the the bugs had, like, eaten out their inside, like, their organs and multiplied, like, in the torso of their body. So he would still keep the general structure of his body. It would just be his torso that disintegrated basically dna that they're yeah. changing that's not enough for his entire actually it might be enough for his entire body because i'm looking it up now uh -huh. and like we as humans share 70 percent of our dna with mice and 60 percent with bananas so yeah. not impossible but it's clearly not all of his dna because he still looks like like a man well, yeah, that's why I'm like, I don't think the change in the DNA would fundamentally change his skeletal structure. Uh, if 100% you know? of the DNA changed, then yeah, it would. Like, part of, like, part of the, your, your appearance is part of your DNA. Yeah, but I mean, that would be like in terms of like breaking down, certainly like the skin would break down. And I don't mean the skin, you know, I mean like, like on a genetic DNA level. Yeah. 
you being human at all is in your DNA. Yeah, but I don't, I'm just... Like your eye color, your hair, your skin, your teeth, all of that is in your DNA. If all of that changes, you don't retain any of that. I know, but I'm thinking in terms of like the material, they're not, like the bug doesn't need to transform every bit of material into bug matter. It's, it's feeding off of it. But it's not the material, it's changing his it's not like carving out a space in his torso to lay eggs. It's changing him at a genetic level. But it clearly hasn't changed him 100% is what I'm saying. Because he still looks like a man. Because the people on the planet that they found still were shaped like human. So, so what I'm saying is the bugs are not changing 100% of the DNA. Maybe. Maybe it's just like 90% or something. Yeah, that's, that's all I'm saying. So I don't know why they couldn't find that other 10% when they ran a check. <laughs> lazy. It's lazy. Mm. Mm. So really what I'm saying is this all comes down to the SGC needs better scientists. <laughs> they pulled in the specialist, though. The specialist needs to return his PhD because clearly it's not doing its job. Okay. Is it a PhD in science? It's a doctorate or a PhD. It's the same thing. Well, because the PH part is stands for philosophy. It's far be like people. It's not just people in philosophy who get a PhD. Well, no, I know that, but I mean, I think I think of it in terms of like it being more of everything except for medical doctors, in a sense. Is or... he a medical doctor, or is he just a scientist? I mean, he's not he's an a... MD. No, but he's a geneticist, which is in the so medical he's got a field. Doctorate. Yeah, but I'm not sure it would be a PhD. Well, certainly not an MD. Certainly, he shouldn't be a doctor at all. That's what I'm saying, because he's bad at his job. Okay, so a scientist has a doctor of science. Fine. Which, which is DS. DSC or, or SD, SCD. Okay, my mistake. Ha! He should give his <laughs> DSC back. Because <laughs> he's bad at his job. Fair enough. <laughs> Sam's like, he's the best. I'm like, if that's your best. Well, he's the best at genetics. Not necessarily Is everything. Because <laughs> we just debunked his method. Well, And we've only got fair, master's degrees. In to art. be fair, he had never seen an alien before. But genetics is his job. <laughs> we have MAs and we proved him wrong. We proved him <laughs> inept is what we did. Okay. So. We need to get a real scientist on here. <laughs> Let's talk about this I stuff. am a real scientist. <laughs> okay. I've seen all 15 seasons of ER. I am basically a doctor. Oh, right. Oh, and, and, Which uh, is what I wanted to say. Jack makes an ER reference yeah. if I couldn't love him more. <laughs> yeah. It's canon that Jack watches ER. <laughs> I love that. Like he's like, use the paddles like on ER. So I'm like, okay, nineteen ninety-eight. So what season are we on? Who's his favorite character? <laughs> well, it's just so funny to me that he references a show at all. Like, why not just say I wish we could just use the paddles on it? You know, like because actual doctors don't use paddles like that. Really? Yeah. What do they like, do? I mean they use the paddles, but it, it doesn't do what it does on TV. Oh. Like to revive somebody that way. Like I can't remember quite where the difference is, but I know every time there's an excessive scene of somebody going like clear and like using the paddles, like any doctor would be like, that's not that's not what we do with the paddles. Oh. So Well, what do they do with the paddles? I think it stops your heart. It doesn't start your it doesn't do what TV implies that it does. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm gonna have to look into that for my own. Like benefit. I don't remember exactly <laughs> what the paddles do. But it doesn't do what TV suggests it does. Either that or every nurse and doctor online is gaslighting me. (laughs) But the point is, Jack O'Neill, who's your favorite ER character? Right. And is it Dr. Kovach? Well, I mean, Richard Dean Anderson doesn't have a Twitter, so I'm not sure how you're going to ask him. 
I don't want to know who Richard Dean Anderson's favorite character is. I want to know who Jack's favorite character is. Yeah, but he knows Jack the best, so he might be able to guess who Jack's favorite character is. Richard Dean Anderson, on the off chance you're listening to this, um, <laughs> who's Jack's favorite ER character? <laughs> I want to know. 1998. Okay, so they would have just started season five. Like, within a couple days of, of this episode. Okay, so that's um first appearance of Dr. Kovach. So is that Jack's favorite new character? Mm. Please at me on Twitter and let me know. <laughs> Watch us, like, go to a con sometime where he's there <laughs> and you ask that and he's just like, what? What's the matter with you? <laughs> like, these fans are weird. <laughs> picturing saying this to him and just being like what (laughs) i feel like he would take a second to think about it though i guess it would depend how much he actually knows about er like if if he actually watched it i don't know that he does i mean maybe he did i mean it was it was a very long-running show so the chance that he watched it is high but yeah Maybe if I get into fanfic someday, I'll have that be a little thing in there where, like, Sam walks in on Jack watching ER. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> this has been a very long ER tangent. Um, <laughs> so we still hate Mayborn. Yes. Mayborn's the worst. The literal worst. But we love Allie. Yes. The little girl. Very much. Yeah. Little girl with her water gun. Mm-hmm. And so this actress comes back as a different character later. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see her when she's a little bit older. She's uh, she's fun. So. Yeah. I'm happy for her to come back. Yeah. I really loved that Teal gifted her with water guns at the end. It was so cute. My brother and I had the water guns that they used at the end. Both of them. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> They're very heavy. Do you still have them? No. Aww. No, not anymore. But like when you're a kid, those are quite heavy. Yeah, I bet. Especially when they're filled with water. Oh, yeah. We yeah. had um, those. We had a really big one that when my brother was little, he would carry around. He would have to drag it behind him because <laughs> it was too small to pick it up. <laughs> I can't imagine Arma being too small for anything. Arma used to be very small. <laughs> like this small, skinny little kid lugging this giant water gun behind him because he was too small to pick it up. So cute. For those of you who don't know, Arzu is six foot and her brother Arman is like, what, He's six, six two or four? Six, four or something? I feel like I asked him and he said six two and I was like, there's no way you're six two. You're six definitely four. taller than six two. He's like this broad 6'4". If you're listening to this and you're joining me from my Star Wars side, he's Adam Driver sized. <laughs> yeah. But he used to be quite small. <laughs> I was hoping you still had the water guns. No. So you, could like, you could get them out and pretend to be Teal Canale. <laughs> I mean, that would have been fun. They didn't even make super soakers anymore. I don't know. I'm going to look it up. I don't think they make them anymore. I feel like I've seen small, like, pistol-sized water guns. Oh, they do still make super soakers. It's not the same. They're too small. (laughs) Wimpy kids. They're really (laughs) small. Like, they're handheld. Like, I mean, all water guns are handheld, but they're, like, palm-sized. Like, give me the... Give me the big ones, you know? Wimpy. Wimpy looking water guns. Oh my god. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Kids these days. Anyway, Teal is full of bugs and here I am talking about water guns. So, Oh, Teal. Luckily he got better. They saved him just in the nick of time, as always. Mm-hmm. Last minute save. Alice. Um, Utter distrust of the government and the police. Yeah. Love that. Respect. (laughs) But it makes me think that because like, so her dad 
used to be a cop, I think. I think she made a mention of that. Yeah. But and so like he taught her that I guess not all cops are good. I should not trust other <laughs> cops, which is kind of amazing. But unless also, she doesn't like her dad, that's very possible. I don't know. I got the sense that like he he was a cop and got killed in the line of duty. That was kind of the impression that I got. And so she admired him. I mean, then that's kind of like why she goes around like with a water gun. Like right. pretending to be her dad. Right. But like if he was, you know, a really good guy and told her, like, you can't just trust any cop, you know. But I mean, I was thinking more like that Jack must be friends with the local cops in order to have known her dad. So, I mean, that's kind of like sweet to think about how maybe he goes out to local bars and like hangs out with people, like gets to know people in the community. Yeah, that's true. That is cute. Yeah. Like on the, maybe like during the week, he like lives on base and on the weekends he goes home. So like during the week when he needs a beer, he like goes to the local town. Whatever local town is outside of Cheyenne. Unless he just... No, because his actual house isn't near Cheyenne, is it? Not really. Okay, because I was going to go, maybe this is from before, but... I know he has a cabin in Minnesota, but I don't know if, like, that's where he goes all the time. Like, I... Because he talks about a place in Minnesota... But then, like, when they actually show his house, it doesn't seem like it's that far from Cheyenne. They don't seem like they're flying to Minnesota. Right. So I'm a little bit confused on if his, like, little lake house is close by or in Minnesota or if there's two different houses. So, yeah, I'm not totally sure. I don't know. Because we find out in later episodes that Daniel has an apartment nearby and Sam has a house nearby. So I'm assuming that Jack lives nearby as well, but I don't know. Maybe if he if he really does have a place that's only in Minnesota, I mean, would he like fly home every weekend? That's kind of a lot. He stays with Sam. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we know that. Yeah, we know that he stays with Sam. Yeah, and that's that's the only official version of events we need. That's true. I think that's about all I have to say about this episode. Same, except maybe that. I was really surprised at how little coverage they had when they went back to that planet to get a, a bug sample. I'm like, all you did was put on like gas masks. I don't understand how that's going to prevent a bug from stinging you through your clothing. Their level of protection um, that varies episode to episode. Yes. Any um, rhyme or reason to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think if there's some kind of like armor that they could have worn, like maybe like black ops, like <sighs> like a bulletproof vest kind of thing, and and get some like add-on pieces for your arms and legs. I don't know. I don't know. I just think that yeah, their ability to properly dress themselves for a mission is somewhat lacking. Yeah, <laughs> they tried. No, they didn't. But. They think they tried, and I guess that's what matters. Oh, one like brief moment in Bane that I thought was kind of icky was when Mayborn was taking Teal out of the base to wherever it was that he was taking him. Mm-hmm. That they made Teal wear like a hazmat suit and chains, mm. and I'm like escorting a black guy out of this base in chains is not a good look. Yikes on bikes. Um, Didn't like that. Did not care for it. I feel like they tried to make it a little bit better by having one of the airmen escorting him also be black. Like, oh, it's not racist. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, that's, no. That doesn't take away the imagery. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to put him in a hazmat suit because, like, what if it can spread to other people? That's fair. But, like, chains. The chains, especially when he was like, he is sedatable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Wasn't a yeah, of that. I thought, yeah, I thought that was gross. Yeah, I agree. Other than that, do you think these episodes hold up for a modern audience? 
The second one, yes. The first one, I don't know that if we were making the show today, we would have done that. Well, like the whole pregnancy thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The for- forced pregnancy bit. I don't know that that would have been done mm-hmm. if the show was made. Actually, it depends on who's making it. If it's the like people behind Game of Thrones making it on HBO, yes, it would have been done. Absolutely, yeah. Um, if it was done by anybody with a shred of care or consideration, no, I don't think. Right. I don't think yeah, so. that's fair. But... Huh. It holds up in terms of like it's not presented as okay and it's not made into Daniel's tragedy. Right. In that yeah. sense, it holds up. But I think if they were mm. making it today, I don't think they would have done it that way. Mm. I, I mean, I guess I can't really think of like a ways around it necessarily knowing what Apophis's goal is. But they probably would have made it a different kind of reproduction. Right. Any other thoughts about these two episodes? No. All right. So next week we'll be talking about episodes 11 and 12, the Tokra part one and two. Very exciting. And you're welcome to watch along with us. Arzu, it's time for your next quote. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Well, the one thing you need the most, we can provide hosts. Okay. There's some kind of parasite. You need somewhere to live. And Daniel is voluntelling everyone that they're going to have to host them. Okay. Yeah. Any more guesses on context? No, I don't know what kind of parasite. (laughs) Okay. That's what's going on. Okay. All right. That's it for today. If you want to talk to us about Stargate, you can find us on our podcast Twitter and Tumblr page at Wormhole Waffles. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Chelsea Fairless. And if you want to take a second to rate and review on your podcast listening area of choice, that would be great. Arzu, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Twitter at Arzuamine. I am at RZD2 everywhere else. So Instagram, Tumblr, Hive. As for the network, we are geeky underscore waffle on Twitter. We are the geeky waffle on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Tumblr. And we are at thegeekywaffle.com. As well as Patreon, patreon.com slash thegeekywaffle. Yes. Thanks for joining us today. And we'll see you on the other side of the event horizon.